0: what's up peeps i'm mark zalmanoff and i'm here to help you make good choices all right welcome to the make good choices podcast i am your host mark the fitness ninja zalmanoff and uh before we get started here if you could do me a favor please subscribe leave a five-star review screenshot this Share it on the social so all the people can make good choices. Uh, so with that being said, today, I have a very special guest. This is actually, you, I don't even know if you realize this, this is the first one-on-one interview of the Make Good Choices podcast. So this is very exciting. Um, this man is a friend of mine. He is a mentor of mine. He is in my goon squad. He is a fellow Apex executive member slash coach. He's actually the coach of the coaches of Apex, for those of you who know Apex, and you're going to be hearing a lot about that. So if you don't know, you should probably hit the Googles and, and go uh, educate yourself on this. But uh, I met this man a little over a year ago at a random meeting on like a Friday night or something, and we instantly had a bromance. And uh, it's been awesome ever since then, just getting to know each other, doing life with each other, and and just watching things happen that I don't think either one of us could see when we first met. So without further ado, I present to you, Chris, woo-woo Whitehead. Welcome (laughs) to the show, Chris. Come
1: on, Mark. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, that shit's true, man. Like, um, you know, we, we were in that little room, and I think one of the other Apex members had this little meetup, and I had come down for an Apex executive meeting and I'm sitting here and people are drinking beer and I can't hear anybody. And I was like, yeah, I didn't fly down here and spend all this money to go hang out at a bar. I'd rather be at home with my lady. And um, so I gathered a little group of people together and I started sharing what was shared with me and the executives, which was really just energy. Like, I didn't know what I had my hands on. I just knew it was really good. Yeah. And, um, And I, dude, your eyes and my eyes locked and It was like nobody else was in the conversation. We're just chatting piece by piece. People just, do you remember? Yep. They just started coming around us and sitting down. And um, you and I were both like, like big smiles on our face. We're like, <laughs> I found you. I found you. <laughs> you know. And to speak to what you're talking about, dude, I had no idea. I had no idea that I would lose 50 pounds. I had no idea that I would make best friends. I had no idea that our businesses would grow the way it's grown uh, exponentially. I had no idea that I would find people that even when we disagree, they're like my family. They're a family that I've never, ever known before. And the real reason is, is because fundamentally we have the same values. Yeah. And we didn't even know to speak about that. when we. Hell, that was something we both learned about business and life after that. But you find these people that have the same values as you. And you know what? And we were talking about this earlier. Even when I'm not speaking to my goon squad, in the back of my mind, you guys push me to be a better version of who I am. And and the decisions that I make are not based upon, oh, Mark would disagree or Mark would look down on me. It's like, no, Mark's counting on me to be that. And we all do that for one another to the benefit of our own growth. It's like, (laughs) how does it get any better than that, man? And I mean, you're a best-selling author. You have two podcasts, multiple businesses. We're hanging out with people that are highly successful. And at the end of it, what I found, dude, the money's great. I love the money it has it pales in comparison to the relationships that i have of people that i can trust that'll have my back yeah. when the shit hits the fan and i'm really really grateful for that and it only took me 40 some odd years to find it so lucky me <laughs> better late than never man hey baby i'll take you when it came
0: <laughs> so here's here's where i want to start you know in, in a lot of these interviews and and, and even in life you know we always we meet people and go oh what do you do what do you do right and and you know, I had a conversation with our buddy Dante recently where we talked about that identity and how some of us get so rooted in being what we do instead of the question I'm going to ask you is who are you?
1: Oh, that's a perfect question to ask me, dude. I spend all my time there. I know. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I meet a lot of people that identify with material things right whether it be their job I did I lost my business in 2009 and it's depressing (laughs) no two ways about it and what I realized is that I identified myself a lot through the profession that I had because when I didn't have it anymore and I tried to go get a job after you know 14 years of being on my own I found out that you're fairly unemployable when you write self-employed you know for your entire career Um, but what I learned through that um, was to lean in and for me, this is just me. I'm not putting it on anyone, although, yeah, I am. Um, I leaned into God and, and I said, Who am I? You know, what matters to me? And what's my purpose? What am I here to actually accomplish? And I never stopped scratching that itch, dude. And I'm still finding levels of it. But the cliche answers I'm here to serve, all, yeah, all that's true. But what I'm most grateful for is I found out what makes my light shine and then I do everything in my power in any way possible to shine that light to others for one specific purpose to get their light to shine because I realized that me shining by myself I'm the only one that gets to smile at that really I get to feel it but when I shine and you shine and our friend shines and other people lights start going on I don't feel so alone and I also feel very useful And I also found that that's the shortcut to all of the making the money and to having a holistic life of of, of success is when I focus on this one thing, foundational thing, then the money opportunity that that starts to show up and then my relationships start to show up. So these values, right? And I just found out what I valued and here's what I truly value. Bro, I love people so much. I don't like them all. (laughs) (laughs) But I I see the spark in them that makes them unique. And I just wanna know who they are and I wanna know how they think. And I want to be able to have the conversations without making people feel weird, which I did for a long time, um, because I would see things that they don't share. And then I would ask them a question. They'd be like, I'm naked in front of you. And that makes me feel awkward. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I better back up. (laughs) So I was a baby with a broadsword. But I love asking the questions to find out who other people are because there's a weight in the room, there's a magic or an energy that starts to get created when we get real vulnerable with one another. And we start sharing the things that we're afraid of, the things that we're not afraid of, the things that we think we're supposed to do. And just somewhere in my mind, I believe by helping other people to ignite that fire that our world will become a better place. And so instead of bitching and complaining about things that number one, I don't really know all that much about other than what I'm told in the media or by my friends, um, I would rather have experiences with people that give me their opinion, that we then find what we agree on that then sets them on their path to whether they make money or not, they're loving and caring and lifting other people up one by one, making the world a better place. And look, if my dent is a whole 12 people for the rest of my life, That's a better dent than I would have ever made by being a self-serving prick through the process. (laughs) And I'll be okay with that, dude. I'll be real okay with that. What I found, and this is what I challenge everyone listening to this, what I found is if you take the blinders off, actually, maybe no, not take the blinders off, but if you take the boundaries that you think that are in front of you, that you'll not only affect 12, you'll affect 12 million. And there are so many people that are watching what you do, if you're willing to stand up and be who you are unapologetically, that you will ignite inside of them that feeling of freedom. And that's what I truly live for is freedom. That doesn't have anything to do with my physicality, doesn't have anything to do with my financial circumstances. It has everything to do with who, what's inside of me and whether or not that's locked up and being kept from being um, shared with the world. And so like you, um, and we did, we kind of linked up arms and we both started writing blogs together. Um, we just started saying, Hey man, this is what I think. Well, Hey man, this is what I think. And we have evolved that relationship where dude, we could talk 12 years from now. And I bet you would start right back up where it, where it stopped. Oh, yeah. That's what I want for the world to have, because then I don't hate my neighbor because they're different. In fact, I want to encourage my neighbor and, and get in the trench with my neighbor and help them become a better person. And, um, it took me a long time to get there. And I I will do everything in my power for the rest of my life to make sure that I remain in that spot of service to other people. And that's, those aren't just words, bro. Those aren't just words. It's truly, there's something powerful about being strong enough to say, hey, I got enough food for me. Here's a little bit for you too,
0: yeah. you know? Yeah, and you know, the majority of what you just said is the reason you and I get along so well. And part of it too is, you know, we're, we're dumb enough. We're just dumb enough not to care if the thing doesn't work or if we fail or if we get judged, like none of that matters to us. And I've said for years, like, I don't, I don't feel like I can change the entire world, but I can change my world. And that's exactly what you were just talking about you know, if you can affect 12 people around you, there was this guy a couple thousand years ago, you may have heard of him, his name was Jesus. And he had these 12 guys around him that followed him everywhere he went. And he poured into those people. And look where we are today, right? So, you know, yeah, yeah, Chris is pointing to his arms right now with the goosebumps. Um, But that's, that's the beauty of it is, when we just get out of our own way and embrace who we really are and who we're designed to be, then we can go change the world. And if changing the world means I change my world and you change yours and Drewby changes his and Ryan changes his and Laura changes hers, you know, 12 people, 12 people, 12 people, 24 people, 48 people, 144 people, like that's how things get better. And, you know, all this, all this social strife and inequality and all, all these things that happen all the time never change because most people aren't willing to just step out and own who they are. So, well,
1: you know, we both have kids that are like college age, you know, I, I they, mine are in yours are getting ready to go. And yeah. really that, that maturity process that I went through is, you know, I got to share like next level stuff with these kids now right like they they have to win and so it made me really start thinking about like what matters to me about you as a kid like wh- how do I want to see you set your life up so that you win because the truth of it is I don't want to have anything to do with it that, that's your thing you go do it I don't I- I'll be here to help you to influence you but that's your thing and what it came down to is I want to give my children the freedom to explore whoever the hell they are, because I'm still learning who literally they keep changing in front of me. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's who, no, that's who, no, that, and, and, (laughs) and, and and if they stop doing that, the problem that I've seen is if I don't stop doing that, we eventually don't have good conversations anymore because we're not talking about the same kinds of things. So, you know, it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but I want to give my children the freedom to say, I want to go to college. Fine. I don't want to go to college. Fine. Here's some regulations with both of those things, you know, and here's what you can expect from that. And just to give them the preparedness to be aware of how to take control of their environment for their first, their own success, because we're all selfish at first. Absolutely. But eventually, what I really want my kids to do is feel what it feels like to have someone look you in the eyeballs and say, I appreciate you. Dude. that's all that matters more to me than the money. When my wife looks at me in the eyes with tears coming down and she goes, I appreciate you, bro. It's just like, you were just talking about Jesus. I get goosebumps about it because I'm like, I actually have a real friend, a real friend. And I've been through a lot of people that are not, I mean, they, they mean to be real friends. Yeah. But then the poo poo hits the fan and I'm like, where are all my real friends. You know, (laughs) you got this white head. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) So That's what and you don't get that if you don't give that. That's I can't wait for you to be my friend. I gotta come be your friend and I gotta go through the trials of having you, not you personally, Mark, but, but the you's out there take advantage of that. And I see that as the litmus test to get to the next level. Am I willing to not hold resentment? Am I willing to say that, hey, I don't accept this in my life anymore, but I don't hold you in bondage to it because I'm not going to go meet another you again. I'm going to let that one go. and I'm going to meet somebody that more resonates with my core values. And well, shit, what are my core values? It's probably part. And so all of this leads to having those conversations with the children of like, you know, I want to be this. Why? Why do you want to be that? And so the same question, who, and what I'm asking them all, who are you? And they're giving me great answers. I have no idea. Awesome. That's cool. (laughs) At least it's honest. Yeah. At least when you say some bullshit that you, pardon my language, that you heard on the media and you spit it back out at me. And I ask you why, at least you'll pause for a second and think, I just want you to think because the stuff that we were raised on, like they were like in my left hand is the way the world really looks. We're not going to show you that because in my right hand is what I want you to do. And our children are becoming very wise to that, but they're also becoming very jaded. And and, they're, and what that creates is a sense of entitlement, um, that they're smarter, that they're better. And in some ways, yes, you are, but you also are ignorant. Yep. And so we have to guide people through that process. And um, And I'm grateful to be part of a group of people that are truly intentional about it.
0: Yeah, and, and I think there's, there's a level of maturity that we can only get to through experience. And you know, other people's experience is the best way to learn because you don't have to make so many mistakes, but there's still a lot of those things that you have to personally experience. And you know, when we talk about making good choices, a lot of the good choices I make now are because of the bad choices I made <laughs> or that got me in shit that I didn't want to be in Amen. that I could look at my life and go, I don't like this. This is not who I am intended to be. This is not who I am. It's not what I want to represent. So I need to make a better choice. And so, you know, that's why I love the simplicity of it. Make good choices. Well, I mean, it sounds really easy to do, but holy shit is it hard sometimes.
1: Oh, <laughs> because oh. you don't
0: know, you're just ignorant. You're just, you, you really, I mean- you know, most of us go through a span of life, you know, hopefully some shorter than others of just, just ignorance, you know, simple
1: is not easy, right? Making good choices is simple. It is (laughs) by far the hardest thing to do, but here's what's cool. And this is what, I mean, everybody that you don't know, I own multiple businesses, but one of them, I own a remodeling company. If the foundation isn't right, It does not matter. You cannot put lipstick on that pig and make that roof line up. The windows are going to be crooked. Air is going to come in in bad places. And you can bitch and complain on the second floor all you want, but it's that foundation that's not centered that's going to cause the problem. And when I started realizing that, it started a lifelong process of going, what is the foundation? And I'm not going to take I'm not going to take anybody else's opinion over that. I'm going to go experience it. Highly recommend you don't do it that way. It takes a long time. Um, But in the process of doing it, it brought me to these things that are critical for every human being to go through if you want to have this full experience of life. And our mentors have shown us pieces and parts of it. And the cool part is, is we get to bring the rest. And that's something that I see rampant in our world is, I want to trade my money for your stuff. Now give me the result. (laughs) Well, I would love to give you $500 a month mark and come to your gym and talk to you for an hour. And in two months I'm in shape. (laughs) My experience of you is very different from that. When I show up at your gym, it's more like, ha ha, got you, bitch. (laughs) Let's do the work. And so there, there come these, these philosophies, like, Who are you? What do you want? Do the work. Never, ever quit. And that's the monotonous part of becoming an expert at whatever you're doing, that you put the 10,000 quote unquote hours in to become the expert, that you have the experiences, that you can then show someone, hey, let me carve off 100 hours for you real quick. No matter how you slice this, this is what that leads to. And as we do that, we're in, I know you are, and I am too. I'm watching people get the results that I got in months. It took me years to get it yep. years and years. They're getting it in months because they're, they're an open vessel and saying I'm willing how we get people to the place of I'm willing. Um, I used to really struggle with that. And that's called client acquisition, right? Getting the ideal buyer. And then I realized there's seven, 8 billion people in the world, man there ain't a problem with people that are willing. It's just a problem of you being me being consistent enough to put my message out there to attract those people to me. Yeah. And, and as we do that, we become less desperate and we become even more willing to stretch the envelope and explore who we are. And the more you do that, the more people are willing to run with you and help show you who you are, because all those experiences are attracting to you exactly what you are in the moment, whether you like it or not.
0: Yeah. And that's such a great point. The, the willingness Because it translates to everything. Like you want to have the mate that you're looking for in life. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to put yourself out there consistently and show who you are. You want the right clients. You have to be willing to consistently put yourself out there and show what type of business you do, show what type of ethics you adhere to, like all those things. There's, it's the constant, you know, we say all the time, do damn work. Well, that applies to everything, everything in life. You want to be in shape. You have to show up consistently and do the work and show who you are. Like over and over and over, you know, we we so overcomplicate everything in life, like everything, you know, what do I eat? I, I, I've been asked that question probably more than any other question in my entire life. What should I eat? You know, people wanting to get in shape. I mean, the list is simple. You just don't want to do it. you know i i have i have bodybuilder friends that you know people will approach them to get a a diet plan written right and and they give them a plan they don't want to eat you know boiled chicken and broccoli all day but they want to look like that dude (laughs) well what do you want (laughs) it's that willingness it always comes back to that gosh so funny um Okay, so I got another question for you. You know, we, we often, you hear people go, ah, you know, if you could go back and tell your, your 20-year-old self or your high school, you know, senior year old self, you know what, like we're all pretty stupid at that point. Um, you're, you're in your late 40s. What would you tell your 35-year-old self or your 40-year-old self? What advice would you have for that person to maybe shave off a little grief over the last decade or so
1: this, this, this isn't a kid show right
0: <laughs> it's not a kid show.
1: use the big head to think <laughs> <laughs> no nah, and, and, and that actually translates to a lot of thing look temporary pleasure um as you get older and have more responsibilities has much larger consequences than you could ever imagine and if you're willing to look for those people, it doesn't matter what they do, but they're at the highest level of what they do, they're highly disciplined human beings. And while we're asking 8,000 questions that don't really get us to the result, find people that are highly successful at anything in life and you will find the foundational principles are the same. And if I could have pulled my head out of my ass, if I could have heard that sonic boom That occurred when I did it. That was when I became aware that everything is teaching me all of the time. I just didn't want to listen to, you know, I didn't want to see that in order to look like Tony Tavares, I might have to eat three whole nuts um, for (laughs) my fat intake for the day. So let me ask you a question. Do you want to look like Tony or not? Maybe not. Can I have 12 nuts? You know, I mean, (laughs) and, 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 but to be aware That people don't get lucky to be successful. Um, And the few that do, they're not the litmus. They're not the norm. Right. That everyone that is successful, number one, works very, very hard for it. They define it. And here's the other thing. Don't put all your hopes that they're going to be Jesus. They're humans. And just because they're successful at one thing doesn't mean you follow them down the path for everything. Be bold enough to be yourself. And to take on the parts of it that make sense for you and to maybe not judge people so hard because you chose to put them on a pedestal, because putting people on that pedestal allows you to take the blame off of you for not being on that pedestal. Why not give yourself the opportunity? Yeah, it's good. And why not give yourself the opportunity to say, you know what? That guy puts his pants on the same way I do. You know, I heard Dave Chappelle say it to Joe Rogan in a podcast this week. He goes you know, there's nothing more humiliating than being human because we all wake up in the morning and take a shit.
0: I heard the same thing. We were listening to it yesterday.
1: (laughs) And I just heard him say that and I fell out laughing because it's the truth, man. And that gives you the opportunity to know when to interject in a conversation with somebody that's highly powerful. And it allows you to know when to shut the hell up and, and observe and listen and take in. And now you become a benefit. You add value. And if you can add value, whether people are a bum on the street or whether they're Donald Trump, multi-billionaire, whatever, if you can add value, people will want to be around you. So why not figure out what the fuck you're bringing to the table and learn when you get invited to the head of that table? Until then, keep doing the work. You'll be all right. That's what I wish I'd have told me when I was 40, 35, 41, 12.
0: (laughs) And it's so hard, you know, I I think nowadays it's even harder because of social media. And, and, you know, even though we know all that we see is the highlight reel, it's still hard to reconcile that when you're like, yeah, but, you know, it seems like it's really good. I know they're making really good money. You know, I know the things are real, but at the same time, like they had their own journey, they got their own shit they got to deal with. They had their own lessons they had to learn. And you know it's often said if if we got in a group of people and we all threw our problems on the table, you would quickly take yours back. Yeah. Doesn't matter what circle of people you're in, you're like, oh oh shit, uh, never mind, I'll keep mine, thanks. Right.
1: But <laughs> so that leads to something even more important, and one of the reasons I like you so much, um, you generally take the attitude of life that this too shall pass, and I'm going to leave a positive impact, starting in my own mind, constantly. And that is a learned and practiced skill. It is not, yes, you probably got a dose of it and your grandma certainly helped you through it. Living with your dad, all those kinds of things brought you through it. But you have worked very hard and gone through a lot of pain um, in the process and maintained it. And I respect it so much because I've had to do the same thing. I don't know that I've had the same success always, but I know we've gotten to that same destination of gratitude. And amidst my circumstance, I'm grateful. <clears throat> and if there's anything that I can ever lead people to is what you embody 100% of the time that I'm around you, which is I'm just grateful to be here. I'm grateful to breathe. I'm grateful to take part. I'm grateful to add value. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And everyone, I'm telling you something that is an infectious thing to have as your personality. It is a hard thing to deny in this world somebody that is truly grateful. Not faking it, but truly grateful. The things that come out of their mouth, even when somebody steps all over their dick in front of you, um, (laughs) grateful people have a way of reframing the conversation to give the most benefit based upon whatever's going on in in the moment. And we don't have enough people like that in the world. I'm really grateful to be around you for that, because I'm aware of it every single time. everybody just so you know when you mess up in front of mark he doesn't call you an idiot for messing up he just reframes it in a in a a way that gives you the ability to move forward with it and that's what makes him such an amazing coach and um more people need to focus on that gratitude i really do believe it and they need to read your damn book because you actually (laughs) talk about it quite a bit and guess what everybody the book is called make good choices
0: What a catchy title. (laughs) I, I appreciate you saying that, you know, it's definitely some of it's inherent. Some of it's, you know, my, my natural personality that I was gifted with, but it definitely is a choice. And you know, I'm, I'm 41, I'll be 42 this year. So, you know, you go through shit in life and, and it's just as easy to go down one path as it is the other. We always talk about you choose your heart. It's hard to be out of shape. It's hard to be in shape. It's hard to be poor. It's hard to be rich. Like, you know, there's problems that come with all of it. So you know, I, I, I definitely had great examples early on in life. I definitely had people around me that were grateful individuals. And then, you know, at some point you just learn, or I learned anyway, that it, it just felt better to be grateful. So, you know, whether it's a workout that's super shitty or a relationship you're in blows up or the business fails, and you know, and I'm still here and one day I'll die like everyone else. And, you know, then it didn't even matter anymore. <laughs> so- right.
1: Well, so that that leads me to something interesting, because I I think I know, but, you know, what do you think is the number one book that you have consistently used over your life can't use the Bible. The number one book that you've used consistently over your life that has helped you frame, reframe and maintain this attitude of winning
0: yeah, so yeah, you do know what it is. Um, and it's probably been six and why? And why? Years. Yeah, it's probably been six years now, but it's the daily Stoic. And you know, I started listening to the Tim Ferriss podcast years ago. and that's where I was introduced to stoicism. I had no idea what it was. Never heard of it. you know, I'd heard of Marcus Aurelius and that was about it, and I didn't really even know much about him and his writings and teachings. And the more I heard, and the more I learned about that style of philosophy, the more it resonated with me. Because the majority of Stoicism is all about controlling your own actions and thoughts and reactions to the world, which is really all you have control over. You don't control the weather. You don't control who's president. You don't control the gas prices. You, you're not in, in charge of the mystical economy that you know is this being that people create. Like you don't have any power over any of that. Like you you adapt and you adjust, but you can't do anything about it no matter how much you think you can. So what can i do? Well, i can control the way that i feel about things. I can control the way that i interact with things. So, you know, a business deal's business deal goes bad. I can let it affect me for the next week and a half and then all the other deals go to shit because my mind is like, "Man, you lost that one." Or i can go, "Okay, well, i wasn't supposed to be in that for some reason." So i'll be grateful that I didn't get put in a situation that could potentially harm me later on. What's next?
1: What are and, the challenge? What are the challenges that you've seen adopting that philosophy in life? What's the hard part about adopting that?
0: The, the hardest part is other people just not understanding it. I mean, that's really what it comes down to because most people don't think that way. And I understand I understand that. I know most people don't have a mindset like that. I wish, I wish more people did. And and I really, you know, I try to find more people to surround myself with that do have a mindset like that, but it's, but it's hard. And, and, you know, I, I never, I've never thrown a pity party for my own shit or, you know, my upbringing or whatever, but you could take my story. I'm very well aware. You could take my story, put it on someone else and they would have crumbled. And that's not a judgment. That's just, I, I know because I've seen it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, part of it's just being blessed with the right people in the right time in the right space, but I think it all goes back to what, what is my purpose in this world? What am I, you know, we're all, we're all gifted in some way, shape or form, whether, whether people want to admit it or not. And I know there's a lot of people out there that think they don't have something to offer to the world. And my thought is if you woke up and you're breathing, you still have purpose, And maybe you haven't found it yet, and it may take you longer than the rest of us, or it may not, who knows? But anyone who is living at this moment still has purpose here. So if you're willing, again, back to that willingness, if you're willing to accept that responsibility, then you can go do good in the world. And you can have that mindset of, you know what, whatever happens, happens, and I I will persist without exception until I'm done. And, you know, I, there's, there's some, somebody said it, you know, a long time ago, they're like, you know, everything's going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end yet. <laughs> so, it's, it's one but, of my you know, favorites. the, the stoicism is just, you know, that between stoicism and Christianity, I mean, it's, you know, that's truly shaped my life and who I am. And, and I share that book with any and everybody that'll listen to me. And that's a large, um, a large inspiration for my own book, you know, even the style of the book, the writing of the book, a lot of it is stoicism, just my take and, and the the lessons I've been able to learn and then share with my clientele as well. So it's, uh, it's been life-changing for sure.
1: For me, um, and yeah, The Daily Stoic is a book that everybody should tech- check out. It's by Ryan Holiday, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so give it a check out. But When I see someone else's eyes light up with possibility, whether they're successful or whether they're having a shitty time, it's not relevant. It gives me the ability to believe that it might be there for me too. See, sometimes what we do, and there are two ways to do it. We can either take from people and receive, or we can give to people and receive. Yeah. And to me, it just makes more sense. If we're sitting around a fire with three foot spoons and we've got a cauldron of soup in the middle and I can't figure out how to manipulate that spoon to feed myself, why don't I show you what it's like to feed you so that you might catch the idea to feed me? And here's the shitty, here's the cool part about it. If you don't, maybe I'll stop feeding you and find somebody (laughs) (laughs) to reciprocate that a little bit. And so we, we get, we get what we give and and once i started realizing that it started this inward spiral of well if we get what we give what am i giving myself mm, yeah and what am i feeding myself on and so i remember being a 5 year old kid mom put me in my room and i literally was beating my head against the floor and damn it she didn't come and help me she just <laughs> let me beat my head against the floor <laughs> Now I see 50-year-old people that are still beating their head against the floor, waiting for mom to let them out of the room. And I'm like, I'm sorry to tell you, mom's not going to let you out of the room. So why not do what mom knew I was gonna do, which is get tired of beating my head on the floor and she'll come find me in a half hour playing with Power Rangers or cars or you know, I think we had matchbox cars back then. You know, you'll find something to do to entertain yourself, to feed yourself. And in the process of putting good information in what happens over time is good information comes out. And then your reality starts to shift. And so, so many people are waiting on the lottery ticket. They're waiting on someone to open a door for them instead of realizing you don't need anyone to start the process of giving to other people because in due course, it will come back to you. There is no way to stop the law of reciprocity. But most people were taught that, Hey, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm not getting anything that must not work. I'm going to stop. And I'm going to take, and the moment that you do that, you've eaten up the plants that you put out in the ground and they don't even have fruit yet. So you're just eating the stalks and you're like, well, this tastes shitty. Well, you, you're eating the wrong part of the plant, man. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd have waited another month, you'd have not only had the fruit, you would have also had more seeds to plant. So just, you gotta be persistent and patient. And if you're not patient, ask for peace to get through this process. And here's what's cool. When you mean it, the people, the information, it all starts showing up and then you get grateful. And then that's an upward spiral to living a much more fulfilled life. And I tell you what, even if none of the shit's real, at least you get to live in your own mind like it is. And that's exactly how I live my life. Whether it's real or not, it is to me, man. And I'm happy. Amen. So I, I ain't worried about what anybody else thinks. And it's funny, the more that you do that, people think you're weird and cool. <laughs> it's like I'm cool for being me. Well, damn, why don't you just be you? And we give permission for people to be themselves. And we find out how friggin' amazing they are Yeah, and what they've overcome and what they're willing to do to strive in this human story of the Rocky Balboa or, you know, really it's the Ulysses story. That's the oldest one about being blown so far off course, and then coming back home and making it all right. And um, we're all on that journey together. And the more that we truly get in the trenches with one another, and help each other through it, the more meaningful our lives become. And I think that's what people are really looking for these days is what's the point? What's the meaning behind it, whatever the hell you want it to be. So make a good damn choice, right? Woo!
0: Amen to that. Um, I got one more question for you. You probably kind of answered it a little bit, but you can, you can shape it a little bit. If, if you knew the next thing you put on social media and you know, you and I post a lot on social media, if you knew the next thing would go viral. And I mean, I mean, baby shark viral, you know, Mm -hmm. billions of views. What would that be? What would the message be?
1: I think to, I would say it way more poetically, I would take time to do it. But I think the, I think the way that I would put it is somewhere along the lines. I'll read it to you over here. Always pray to have eyes that see the best in people, a heart that forgives the worst, a mind that forgets the bad, and a soul that never loses faith in God. Know know (laughs) who your maker is. I'm not here to define that for you. But I want you to find that for you because when I, when you have made that choice, you and I are brothers and sisters, no matter who you call God to be. And now we're, we are, we do have the same values and you know what? I can trust you with my children. I can trust you with my friends. I can trust you with my business. I can live in a world that I believe is worth building. So I want people to find out who God is to them. And I just want to be there to experience it and to listen to what they say. Even if I disagree with it, Yeah, I might be the one that grows. That's what I would want to go viral.
0: I love it. So good. So good. Uh, you know, I know you're not one of, of huge self-promotion, but tell the people where they can find you on the, on the places.
1: Oh, so you can find me at iconicalliance.com. Um, I run a personal development company, personal professional development company. I have made a few million dollars over the years. Um, you can find me inside of Apex. That's a great place to start if you want to grow your business and your life. Or you can find me – actually, the best place to find me is on Facebook, V. Chris Whitehead. I'm K-R-I-S Whitehead. And uh, check out one of my posts, drop a DM. As long as you don't sell me shit, I'll probably talk to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no dry-humping DMs around these parts. Please. Good, good grief. Uh, dude, you know, I, we, we could sit here and talk for hours. I understand that. I so appreciate you, man. I appreciate who you are. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your mentorship. I appreciate you being part of the Goon Squad. Yeah, and uh, this has been awesome. Again, first one-on-one interview. You get to be number one. Thank you, today, bro. Which is always better than being number two. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for being on, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, if you uh, enjoy this, even if you don't enjoy this, you can still go subscribe and review. It doesn't really matter. That's how people find this thing. But uh, y'all have a great day. Get out there and keep making good choices.
1: Appreciate you, Mark.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. If you would like to get a copy of my book, Make Good Choices, head on over to the Amazons, type in Make Good Choices, or my name. It should come up in either place. If you would like to connect with me for health and fitness coaching, shoot me an email at info at markzfitness.com, or shoot me a text, 214 418 8872. That's the only phone number I got. It's been out there for a really long time. Hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, keep on making good choices.